and welcome to Nerd of Paradise, the podcast with a quirky take on nerd culture. I'm your host, Kate Dubinko, and this is episode three, all about astromechs. Now for this episode, I have a few guest co-hosts with me. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> So I've got R2-D2 here and BB-8. Okay, I think that's enough for now, guys. Okay, I'm gonna turn you off. I'm gonna switch you off. Yes. Behave. Wow, those droids are really difficult. And Chopper is around here somewhere, but he was too cranky to come out. So yeah, this episode is all about astromechs. If you know anything about me, You obviously know I love Star Wars, and I love the astromechs. (laughs) I am team droid all the way. And I've pretty much liked R2-D2, you know, from the moment I saw him. Uh, One scene that's really vivid in my mind when I first saw the Star Wars trilogy, that scene in A New Hope when the Jawas electrocute him and he just kind of falls over and... And, you know, just seeing all the Star Wars movies, it's really clear to see that it's R2-D2 that is the hero. He's always saving everybody's butts. And, you know, it's not every droid because C-3PO actually tends to really annoy me. (laughs) Which I'm sure he does that to a lot of people. But yeah, I think it's the astromechs. In case you're not familiar with Star Wars or astromechs, why don't I give you a definition for that? So on the Star Wars Wikia, here's the definition for an astromech droid. Also referred to as an astro droid, it was a type of droid that served as an automated mechanic performing a variety of repair duties and often serving as an adjunct or substitute for a nav computer on smaller starships. Astromech droids could also use the mainframes of larger ships to their advantage. Many starfighters relied on astromech co-pilots. So obviously you probably know, you know, R2-D2 is probably the most famous at this point, although BB-8 is probably catching up pretty fast. So, you know, there's like the R5, and then of course there's Chopper from Star Wars Rebels. I like Chopper a lot too. He makes me laugh. And then of course, you know, in the last year, I've really become kind of obsessed with BB-8. And yeah, you heard from my little Sphero BB-8 droid. And Actually, maybe I should play you my unboxing when I got my BB-8 Sphero. It's, I was really excited, and I still am really enjoying it. And in case you're wondering, the little R2 that you heard earlier, he's I think he's like a 1-6 scale little droid, and he's voice activated, and he can do patrols, he can play hide-and-seek, he can do all kinds of really cool stuff. You know, I really do like BB-8, And I can't wait to see more BB-8 and, you know, more of that droid series, hopefully, in the new movies. So that's exciting. So for this episode, you'll hear my BB-8 unboxing. And then we'll hear from Grant McKinney, who is a member of the R2 Builders Club and also a producer on the short film R2 in Love. So I know you guys are really going to love that interview. But first, here is my BB-8 unboxing. Okay, 
This is the official unboxing of BB-8 by BB-Kate. He's sitting right here in front of me, still in the box. And yeah, so I thought I would just talk through the unboxing and describe what I see as I go along. All right, so the box. It's a very good looking box. <laughs> very sharp. It's, you know, a black background. It's it's the size, it's roughly the size of a toaster, you know, BB-8 front and center, of course. Got all the information on the side, on the back. Um, yeah, so let's get on with this. Let's open this thing. So you have to open the little sticker thingies on the back. Ugh. Can't get it. I can't open BB-8. <laughs> Okay, maybe I can just peel the stickers off. Stickers are peeling off. Okay, now that I have the little stickers off, it appears that I can just pull the top part of the box off. Oh, very cool. It's like a cargo box. This is really cool, especially since I got to interview Rob Magray, who actually works with Vero, and he was kind of telling about the whole process of how it would be like the assembly line it comes off and how it comes to you in the packaging so that's really cool because I can see that right now so so yeah this is like an actual real live little droid so cool the packaging is amazing I love it it's like <laughs> it's own little box <laughs> okay I'm about to open it opening it so it says you open the little lid and it says Star Wars and the little Sphero logo. There's BB! <laughs> He's in the little container. So cool. There he is. He's just in there. Looks like he's frozen in carbonite in the little foam thing. <laughs> I just wish I could have had him sooner. Let's see. Okay, so here's the ball. He's actually not assembled. So he's like in a piece. There's one piece that's like his main body. And then there's the little head, and then there's the charger, I presume. The main body, the ball, is very well balanced in my hand. So yeah, it makes me wonder what the insides are like. And then here's his little head. Okay. Oh, his little head is stuck in there really good. Okay. Oh, <laughs> antennas even. What? So cute. Okay, I don't think there's much more I can tell you right now because I think he needs a charge. Oh, he's moving. <laughs> what? Why are you moving, BB-8? Whoa. Okay. So I... <laughs> I plugged in the charger. You kind of have to attach the head. And I wasn't sure if I was doing it right. And then it just kind of like snapped into place. And then... Once it snapped into place and you put BB-8 on the charger, he starts charging. And so it's like blinking. All these lights are blinking. And the actual like sphere of his body is glowing and blinking. And his head's moving around. <laughs> it's so cute. Now hurry up and charge so I can play with you. And I can get your big brother R2-D2 out. Okay? Alright, more updates later. Alright, I think... BB has been charging long enough, so I'm just gonna test it out with the app here, see what happens. 
I'm opening the app. It's really cute. It says, waking up. Hold your device near BB-8. Can you hear that? Oh, something happened. BB's light changed color. It looks like it might be connecting or something. Okay. Oh, <laughs> it's moving. Take control of BB-8 with your smart device. Okay, let's turn this volume up. Can you hear that? Okay, let's see. How do I make him drive? Oh, okay. Place BB-8 on the ground in front of you. The blinking blue light moving around BB-8 is his aim light. <laughs> Use the aim control to rotate BB's aim light left and right. Whoa. <laughs> okay, so you just, you move it and that makes him go around. You hear that clicking sound? That's actually him moving. Move the joystick to drive BB-8. Try it. Whoa! <laughs> what? That's cool. He's moving around! <laughs> that is the coolest thing ever! Let's get him over. Nope, go the other way, baby. Remember, you can aim BB-8 at any time. <laughs> he just moved his head. <laughs> He's stuck. Other way, baby. Oh no, his head fell off! BB, your head! Okay, it just came. It just went right back on. Yeah, so you can make him go that way. <laughs> and then when, when he's moving, he actually does the full roll thing. So he's like, you know, whoa. He's so cute. <laughs> what? He's moving. I'm holding him in my hand and he's moving. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I love the sounds he makes. It's so cute. Okay, so that one will make him like take off. You can give BB-8 commands using the droid command button. Try pressing one now. Oh, <laughs> he shakes his head yes. He shakes his head no. Um, what is that? I don't know. What does this do? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, come back here. Yeah, this toy is so awesome. I love my little droid. Right, BB? Do you respond to voice commands? So cute. And I, I actually like that it's small enough to hold in your hand. At first I was like, whoa, that's really small. Because my little R2 replication thing I have, he's small. But, I mean, he's pretty big. Especially if you're lugging him around at cons and stuff like that. So I actually like the really small size. Very adorable. Um, let's see. So, yeah, I would definitely say it's worth the price. Yeah, the it would have been nice to have it fully charged and ready to go right, you know, right away when you take it out of the box. But that's just like a little thing. The only other complaint that I have is that it's smooth plastic you know it's like it would have been nice to have it actually like molded plastic 
instead of just smooth. But that's like a really minor thing. And it's really cute. So yeah, awesome. I am so glad I got this. You are the cutest little droid. Sorry, R2. All right, so I hope you guys enjoyed that. I love my little droid. What can I say? All right, so without further ado, let's go on to the interview with Grant McKinney. Okay, so welcome to the show, Grant. Thank you. So let's start off with your Star Wars story. Do you want to give us a background about that? Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. So my first memory of it was um, there was a, this was back in the 70s. <laughs> and on Saturday nights, there would be, there was a uh, late night, there was a show called, uh, it was the, the host was Bob Wilkins, and he would always show some horror show. So you would see uh, Peter Cushing or, or Vincent Price or whatever, you know, being a vampire slayer or something like that. And and then he would step in and, and he'd say, oh, these are new movies coming out and whatever. And he played the, the Star Wars trailer. Um, and, and I don't know. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, it's on YouTube now or whatever. But yeah, looking back at that trailer and even at the time, uh, it was it was a head scratcher. Uh, <laughs> Somewhere in space. This may all be happening right now. 20th Century Fox and George Lucas, the man who brought you American graffiti, now bring you an adventure unlike anything on your planet. Star Wars, the story of a boy, a girl, and a universe. It's a big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. I was really into Star Trek, and... And and this was a story about a boy and a princess and a bunch of weird creatures and whatever. <laughs> so I was so like, I don't think I'm gonna go to this. Um, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't start out like, oh, I can't wait. I have no idea. I just saw this this movie trailer and um, thought, well, I'll just go on about my merry way watching Captain Kirk and Spock and everything. <laughs> and um, and then actually, so uh, then uh, it was a friend of my mother's that had gone to see it right after it came out and he said no you got to go see this movie you got to go see this movie and and i did and then i went i followed up and saw it 50 more times um <laughs> so, so yeah I, once once i saw it on the big screen i just kept going back and back and back and um and and wanted to learn every every little detail um so that was that was the beginning of it so is r2 your favorite character r2 my favorite character <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, certainly one is one of my favorites. Uh, um, I, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> um, it, yeah, I was, I was, like, I was enamored by the whole thing. I, um, I wanted to learn more about Darth Vader and, and, uh, you know, the history behind it. When they were talking about the Clone Wars, it was a very mysterious thing back, um, uh, back then. You had no idea what they were talking about. Um, so, you know, I want to know more about Obi-Wan Kenobi and, and Luke, Luke's whole journey. Um, but yeah, no, I really, I, I did like R2, um, of course. So. <laughs> cool. So what got you interested in R2 builders then? Yeah. So that was, that was a serendipitous journey as, as well. Um, 
so <laughs> in some ways I you know I, I shouldn't say I'm nothing I'm nothing like Han Solo but my life is <laughs> is it definitely it parallels like you know I just I just go like oh, I'm gonna do this thing or whatever and next thing I know I'm off on some adventure <laughs> um, so so what that was is I remember when, when Phantom Menace came out um, there was a uh, on the Star Wars website there was a company that was selling uh, full-size props you could buy a C-3PO you could buy an R2 you could buy a Darth Vader um, and uh, at the time I was like wow this is a little expensive I don't know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do this right now um, and I waited and I waited and like you know like all things it, it eventually by the time I got around saying oh I, th I think I want to you know have an R2 and a 3PO and whatever and I went to go looking for it in the and they had they were no longer selling them and no longer in business but in the in the searching by then the internet had taken off so by by doing google searching um I just came across uh the R2 builders and um and that was something that was like oh okay this is something I I, I want to do um and it's and then it, it it much gave me much more freedom because um I could I could make my own R2 and I could make it actually move and and do all the things I wanted it to do. So I was very happy to to stumble across them um and and become a part of it. So do you want to tell us about your first R2 unit that you built? Yeah, it's my first and only um cuz they they are they they are not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um yeah, so I let's see so but it was like back in 2008 i think i started i i found the group and then um yeah got on the website astromech.net and um saw that um like i could buy a dome so um so i put in an order for a dome and um this is just a bare dome no no hollow projectors or radar eyes or mm -hmm. any lights or anything like that. Um, and, uh, and then a couple months after that, uh, we, there's something called maker fair. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's, it's growing incredibly big now. Um, in fact, I'm surprised that back in the, back at the time that I, I went, I went on a Sunday afternoon at three o'clock. I saw on the maker fair website that there was going to be an R2D2, uh, uh, present so I thought okay well where, what better way to get an education on how to make one than, than going to see one and going to see someone who made one <laughs> um, and so I just I just showed up at this this thing at three o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday and and got right in and and uh, and, and got to meet uh, Chris James and started telling him I was I was making one today Maker Fair is absolutely huge and it's like going to Disneyland or whatever it takes out, you know, you have to get your tickets in advance and this whole thing you can't, but, but back in, you know, a number of years ago, it was, it was uh, fairly easy. Um, and Chris said, he'd heard this story a lot uh, from people. <laughs> so he wasn't too impressed. <laughs> like, Oh, you're going to make one too. Cause he probably had a hundred people tell him that day. Um, I'm going to make one. Wow. So, <laughs> Uh, and that happens all the time. I mean, people, lots of people, they lock their eyes on it and they're like, I'm going to do this. And then, but it's a lot of work. It takes a lot of dedication. So, um, over the next couple of years, um, I started, uh, collecting parts and, um, and mach machine, you know, and then I realized I had to buy a bunch of tools and, uh, 
uh, drills and drill bits and um, to to get all the holes to screw things together and and learn about painting and um, and learn learn a lot more about electronics that I knew. Part of the reason why I wanted to do it is because it it allowed me to develop skills that I felt were underdeveloped in my own <laughs> mm. um, myself. So it that it was a lot of fun that way. And it took it took a couple of years to get it all all built up and um, and get it driving around. Um, and then have it, yeah, and being able to take it out and entertain people. Cool. And I keep saying, I keep saying it, and I know I shouldn't, I should say <laughs> he. <laughs> so how does that work? Like, um, is the gender programmed in? Is it? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I've gotten scolded for, for referring to, <laughs> for referring to R2. It's, it's people, uh, there are people who feel, you know, that, uh, closer, close to R two. <laughs> like, no, it's it's not an it. <laughs> okay. <I think> I <laughs> <offended. laughs> Sorry, you're right. So, is that R two unit the one that was in R two in love? Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, but, let's let's talk about R two in love a little bit then. So, how did that project get started? Um, <laughs> similar way. Um, <laughs> the oh wait, first maybe we should. Tell people what that is in case they haven't heard of it. Uh, yeah, R two in Love is a is a movie. Uh, uh, me and some friends did. It was uh, written and directed by Evan Atherton. Uh, he's a mechanical engineer at at Autodesk, and um, yeah, this is, he really wanted to get into movie making. So um, it's a yeah, it's a short three and a half minute film uh, uh, about R two. Uh, and uh, on, it's up on YouTube. So Evan, he he really wanted, he wants to get into movie making. He'd like to, he's, he'd like to do more things. Um, but this was his him uh, putting his toe in the water um, uh, about learning how to do it. And um, and I'm gonna basically just tell his story because it, this really is his movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, had had seen fan films, Star Wars fan films on the internet, and there's a lot of, you know, Jedis and Stormtroopers and, and, um, but there was no, there's been no stories about R2, so he thought, um, this is something he'd like to do. Um, and he knew about the R2 Builders Group. He was actually, he's was actually in the middle of, of making one for himself, but, um, day jobs and life gets in the way, and, um, so he wasn't he was ready to do the movie but he hadn't had a completed r2 yet so he asked asked around if anybody was available to to uh volunteer their time and their r2 unit for his film and and i just thought it would be a lot of fun so i i stepped right up and and said i'd do it i had a i had a lot of reservations i again i um, at, at my age, I was I'm old enough to have seen the the Star Wars Holiday Special, <laughs> so <laughs> so I remember the like ten minutes in there of just Wookies barking at each other and not having any <laughs> kind of clue of what was going on, and I said, Evan, please don't like you know tell me it's not a movie where you were just going to be beeping R2s beeping at each other and you know <laughs> going on for on and on because people will just get this you know he's like no 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 like, <laughs> it won't be like that and he showed me the storyboards and and everything and at the time like he he didn't even have you know he didn't have an R2. And he didn't know that he could get other ones. Um, 
but um, being a little more familiar with people in the club, I I was able to find the the well the other the the black the black R two. Uh, it's a R2 uh, V1. It's uh, it's actually it's uh, the color scheme is actually right off of uh, Darth Vader's uh, color oh, wow. scheme. So that was that was the motivation for that droid was to have <laughs> an, R, an R2 off of that uh, that matched Vader's uh, colors. Nice. Um, and then and then, so that was Brian Munger who provided that droid, and and he also provided the mouse robot that he had just finished. <laughs> um. So I knew I knew that Brian was he was in fact Brian had just finished the R2 and I think he was still working on the mouse droid. Um, I knew that he had these things. So at the time we had finished we had finished all the opening or maybe we'd fin no we'd finished the probably both we'd finished both the opening sequence and the and the so movies aren't made you know they're not made in order. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we had the opening sequences and we had the closing sequences. Uh, edited out and so i presented it to brian and said hey we're doing this movie and and here here, have a look um and and he said as soon as he saw it he he said i'm in so so we got we got the other r2 originally it was going to be another another mailbox um that would somehow scare r2 away and i because <laughs> <laughs> now evan doesn't you know he didn't have one so you know he didn't have an r2 so he didn't so I was like, "This isn't that won't work." <laughs> like I'll let you know. Okay, our team may be scared by another evil robot, sure, but <laughs> but not not another mailbox. <laughs> so um, anyway, so then so yeah, so we then we did the whole the whole middle sequence with Brian, and this was over the course of several months. So we did like the opening and closing in like May, uh, those sequences, April or May, and then it was October when we did the whole middle. Uh, part and then the very the final shot with the I don't want to totally spoil the film so with <laughs> with the last with last the last part uh, <laughs> yeah you have to the, go watch that, it, people <laughs> yeah that one uh, uh, that R two got finished in uh, in November in November so we actually uh, we actually shot that in like January so it was over several months to to get all that done because we all we can only do this on weekends and then and then you know certain times like either people who were had the film equipment they weren't available or mm. or something else or you know and i had to make a bunch of tools and things like that so i spent a lot of the summer designing the uh the some of the different tools and and making those and r2's tools uh <laughs> for for the film so so anyway so yeah so it was a lot of fun to to, to do all that stuff That's um cool. and uh now we're just trying to come up with a new so a new story to tell um nice. So do you have any interesting stories about filming? Were you getting like funny looks from people or questions? Yeah, I was I was a little nervous. So <laughs> like like I said, Ma- Maker Fair has turned into a really big thing. There's 70,000 people go to this thing every year now. Um and um and I've it, usually we keep all the R2s like corralled in a little <laughs> a little space and people, you know, will will take their pictures from behind the stanchions and the banner or the the barriers and and but every once in a while I get I don't like I don't like being cooped up and I want to drive R2 around and so I'll take him out and and kids will just pile on him and um and uh and you know they they start working the holo projectors and and it's it can get kind of scary <laughs> so um someone might want to climb on him and all kinds of stuff so um 
so I've, I've anyway so i've dealt with these these crowds that just appear out of nowhere and and uh, it can be overwhelming i was a little bit apprehensive of just like yeah let's just drop in the middle of san francisco and 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 <laughs> and just you know let what happens happens but it it actually worked out pretty well um i, I mean as you can see there's 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 very few people in the shots um if any, if any, and it's a lot of that was just trick of tricks of pointing the camera the right way, but but people were pretty good at standing behind us and um, and respecting what we were trying to do, and then every and then between shots they would all jump in and get their pictures and it all it all worked out pretty well. It was it, interesting thing to, for me was finding out that if I throw a sheet over R two, he's completely ignored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as I mean it really and people will just walk right by occasionally they might look and go is that uh, you know they'll just they'll ask you know inquisitively but they don't no one said hey I, I want you to take that sheet off I really you know I'm gonna stand here wait you know no one was no one was bad that way um, but yeah once the sheet came off it was people just would jump in and want to get their pictures and everything but i just i just found it was funny it was it was really like oh i put the sheet on and r2's now invisible i mean it was <laughs> you take the sheet funny. Off. and um and uh, it was so it it was it was it was really nice that we could have a all i'd have to do is throw a sheet on him and we could have a break from <laughs> <laughs> and uh, talk about what the next shot was instead of having to worry about um somebody knocking him over or something <laughs> so I have an interesting question for you. It okay. involves BB-8. <laughs> yeah. So do you think BB-8 is like the new astromech model for going forward in the Star Wars universe? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He certainly... Um, so, you know, there was, a, there was a number of reasons why I had... Doing this film was a lot of work and it was all volunteer time. But there was a lot of reasons where I was just like, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And... Um, one of them was because um, one of the people who worked on our special effects um, did the special effects for BB-8. Whoa! Yeah, so he's you know he's very good at not telling you anything. I mean, it's definitely it's an astromech that that rides around X wings. We all see that. Yeah. You know, from the latest tra trailer. Um, I, I've heard stories that uh, that the sounds that you hear on the toy. Uh, BB-8s are are not the sounds that BB-8s gonna make. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that the toy companies got a little head of uh, JJ, uh -oh. um, and they had to come up with something. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so people are building BB-8s now, and um, and we're like, well, we all know that uh, these things do not come to life with that without a voice, mm -hmm. and um, and so everybody was, you know, like, okay, we've got the, you know, we've we've got BB-8 sounds now that the toys out, and and. And it turns out, no, you don't. Some of the some other droids uh, huh. sounds. <laughs> I heard there's gonna be an update for the Sphero BB-8, like after the movie comes out. Oh yeah. So maybe they'll fix all the sounds. Yeah, and uh, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Or may yeah, maybe they'll have it'll it'll be able to do some things that that uh, they couldn't reveal in the toy. <laughs> Interesting. So you said some people in the R2 Builders Club are building BB-8s. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I mean, there's a you know we're in the in the club. I mean, there's a lot of you know. I mean, it's 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 a thousand people or more. Um, and so and people are pretty savvy. So it was you know I mean there was a lot of talk when the very first trailer came out. They're like, oh, BB, you know. I mean, of course everybody was like, oh, it's practical effects. Mark Hamill, I think, actually 
said, uh, you know, BB-8, it's a practical effect, it's not real. And then people took that to mean that, like, every single shot you see mm-hmm. of BB-8 is real. And I would have to have conversations with people to say, you know that when they walk into the Millennium Falcon, it's a real thing, but when it's flying in the space, it's not real. True. <laughs> like, so, you know, they do, they are doing both. And so that, that shot of BB-8 just racing across the yeah. desert um, was, was, I believe it's, it's a lot of Landis's work and, and some other, and some other people at ILM. So it's a, it's a, it's a computer graphic effect. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody was, you know, we all saw that and we we're like, oh, oh, you know, can we make one of these? Like, is it even possible? Like nobody at that moment knew like, you know, you know, will the head just fly off or, you know, what, what's going to happen yeah. if you try to make one for real? Um, and then it was the, uh, at celebration that morning when, when that one drove out onto the, mm-hmm. onto the uh, stage, um, it, it was, it was almost immediate that people, um, actually, uh, knew the place to buy, uh, acrylic spheres, <laughs> <laughs> That were about the right diameter wow. to to get that to make that ball and and since then uh, people have been studying every single screenshot image they can they can catch of it and they've started 3D printing the parts with 3D printers and I know I've know people who have bought multiple 3D printers because I and they've even figured out that it'll take like 500 hours to to 3D print a BB-8. Oh part so so they want to have it ready for the film or when the film comes mm-hmm. out and so they bought multiple printers wow. <laughs> to, That's to dedication. Get, to get yeah to, to get it all done in time and and people are still trying to figure out all the mechanisms um of how it will actually mm-hmm. work but um yeah so there's a big race to uh have full-size bb8s uh up and up and driving around soon that's cool yeah, I'll have to watch on opening night for the Force Awakens for some BB-8s. <laughs> yeah, You'll, yeah, you might, yeah, you might see a few. That'd be cool, or yeah. maybe even like at the, you know, like the cons in the next year, you'll probably start seeing them maybe rolling along. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's cool. I'm, I'm still holding back. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see because there'll be a lot of mistakes, and so yeah. I like, I like to learn from other people's mistakes. <laughs> And, um, and yeah, 3D printed parts, you know, the plastic mic split and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, you know, what, what surfaces can you really drive on and, yeah and all this stuff. So, um, I'm waiting to see, I want to see a couple rolling around and then, but I do have a 3D printer on order, I should cool. say. <laughs> nice. So I wonder if we'll see like more variants of the BB-8 model. Like, you know how we see a lot of different R2 units? That'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, different I don't colors. know. It, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Um, I think I think I have an idea of some of uh, There will be some new droids. I, I, I mean, we saw like this one giant one. In the oh, trailer. the red one? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely not one of those. Um, <laughs> yeah, someone should build one of them. <laughs> um, That'd be cool. Yeah, I bet somebody will make some static ones, for, or you know, or maybe the arms will move or something. There, yeah. There's there's a lot of creative people out there, and a lot of people that just have access. I mean, you know, it's their job. It, that's the nice thing about this community. I mean, it's, you know, it's not, everybody will ask, you know, when you build an R two, is it a kit? And it's and it's like, no, it's a large community, and you know, and there's electrical engineers in the community, and there's there's people who do plastic molding in the community, and there's people who do welding, and there's people who do this and do that. So there's some really talented people that have 
they do they're they're already in this business and you know more or less and they and they're like yeah i can i can mold this up and and uh and paint it and 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 have something you know for a convention so um yeah i wouldn't be surprised to see lots of the different different things start showing up cool well that'll be exciting to see in the future yeah cool oh but i think but i think your i think your suspicions are are right though i i fairly certain so the new the, you know the x-wings are new they're and they're also smaller than the old x-wings mm -hmm. so one of the things that I, I had learned was um they're actually designed for a bb-8 size oh, droid interesting and not and not r2 so um Aww, but, poor but r2. r2 yeah but but r2s can fit into them they oh. just have to fit in with the legs forward and back oh so, <laughs> So he's riding. He's riding side saddle. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, but they're. It, it it turned out when they designed it, and they they designed around the BB-8, and then I guess they came around and said, okay, now we want to put R2 in there, and like, well, it, it's not. You're not gonna fit. Oh, that's <laughs> so funny. If it, it gets talked about a lot, as a, I think it's Obi-Wan's ship. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't remember the the designation of the, the name of his his R2 unit that's on his wing. Um, yeah. It's the wing is, is too short, <laughs> so his legs would be hanging out the bottom. Oh, funny! If he, there was actually an R two in there, but it was it was a CG effect, so nobody bothered to <laughs> <laughs> fix it. So at least again, you know, they, they are back to you know, okay, this is a real thing, and you got to make it work, and in a real way, you can't just cheat. And R two R all suddenly becomes you know twenty percent smaller, so <laughs> you, you know, um, so no one would notice the difference. Um, so you know, so that's. You know, yeah, he'll he'll be in there sideways, but it'll there'll be a real R2 unit in the. <laughs> Do you think uh, BB-8 can fly or hover or something? How oh, does man. he get in I, there? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I just that's it. So and this is a, this is the thing. I mean, like I said, I I know the guy who's doing the CG effects, and I throw stuff at him all the time, and he is so poker faced. Oh man, <laughs> he's so good. And I mean, uh, that's why he's that's why he does what he does, and why he's allowed to do what he <laughs> does. Cool. He doesn't. He's not going to risk his job oh, in any yeah. way. <laughs> Time will tell, right? Yeah, <laughs> we'll I, heard, find out. I heard from so-and-so. Because <laughs> everybody, like, they sort of know how this practical droid will work. But I just know that, like, yeah, there's going to be tools and stuff. That can oh, come yeah. Out. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah, do do both of those. You know, like, <laughs> make him roll around and have a yeah <laughs> have a tool come out. He's going to um, be like a Swiss Army knife. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, and who knows? Maybe someone someone will pull it off. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. I yeah. Flying. I don't know. I you know. I don't. I'm getting. I don't think. I know. Abrams is not a fan of the prequels. So. Yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Droids aren't going to fly anymore. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, do you have any final thoughts about Astromex? <laughs> about Astromex? Yeah. I, I I don't know. I I can. It maybe it's too archaic. I can tell you a little inside inside baseball on it um oh, sure so astromech uh it got started um back at the time of the prequels from uh it, there was a number of people that were trying to you know again the internet was just beginning and and people were trying to figure out how to create a community and um and dave everett was successful creating a yahoo group uh and he's he came he was in australia and so the so the group grew out of that at the time, it's again like BB-8. At the time, the R2s that were made back then, nobody had any dimensions, so 
they all look like, oh, this is clearly a fan-built R2. I mean, mm-hmm. you can just look at them, and they were just, it's that, you could tell, like, oh, Something's slightly, off. oh, this is slightly, yeah, this is like, <laughs> it's like, oh, this is nice, but uh, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> still looks like it, kind of a, cardboard and whatever but again like as the community grew um a mechanical engineer stepped in and and started drawing up plans and so then everybody started going you know so we all you know again hundred hundreds of eyes are looking at that and going okay this looks this looks right and um and if we want to be able to make these we need we need to standardize our parts because you don't want one leg shorter than another and whatever so yeah, so the group created a set of plans. It's still on the still on the Yahoo group today. But uh, what was funny as the years went by, Dave mentioned to someone that hey, by the way, the the data port on the front uh, underneath R2's dome mm-hmm. is an eighth of an inch too thick. Hmm. And somebody <laughs> somebody that that got to it. That got under their skin. <laughs> so huh. so like well we can't have that. <laughs> so um, so they redrew it. And it's it's an it's a it's on our on our droids it's eighth one inch and an eighth and on and on the real R two it's just one inch hmm. as you might expect you know oh. <laughs> so so someone noticed that and um, or Dave Dave knew it all the time but um, never you know he he was probably telling people every day and like hmm. no one was listening right and then finally someone was like what and. <laughs> So uh, Chris Reef and um, some other names you know might know is uh, I don't know, but Darren Darren is one of the names and Cole um, Cole Cole is actually one of the authors of uh, Star Wars uh, absolutely everything you need to know. Okay. Anyway, so these three guys um, they said, well, well, okay, we got to fix this. So they so they took that eighth of an inch off the the data port, and then the next thing you notice is once you've done that, that now the gap is too big between the utility arm and the mm. <laughs> you know all of a sudden so it just starts cascading this whole like the, the problem just starts mm-hmm. getting bigger and bigger and bigger and uh again they were just like okay obviously everything's wrong <laughs> so, <laughs> so they they um put a lot of effort in uh going back to the screen the original screenshots and creating models and trying to map the models over the screenshots and you know trying to make everything fit and eventually Chris and Darren were actually given permission to go into the archives and just and just measure everything. Wow. Um, and so they went in with portable laser scanners and, and calipers and, and all this different stuff. And so uh, the club finally has uh, a very accurate model of R2. Of course, the other oh. things they found is that there, there are seven or eight R2s that are still in the archives, and they're all different. So um, these were hand-built robots built for the original film. Every one of them, since they were handmade, uh, especially the radar eyes, uh, those were handcrafted, and so every one of them is slightly different. Hmm. And so they, so they, anyway, so they came up with the best of of what they of what they could do. And so anyway, so this has created a whole new. There's actually basically two builds now. There's the the club spec original, and then the club spec revisited R oh, twos. Wow. <laughs> and and so now they're yeah. So now we have two different kinds that are out there, and and they're they're just, they're, the differences are very subtle, but uh, but they're there and they're and they're interesting. They're interesting to see what decisions got made and whatever. There were differences between New Hope and Empire. Um, uh, some of some of the decisions were made because uh, New uh, Kenny Baker was uncomfortable in in the new in the New Hope droid. It was all aluminum and heavy and hard for him to move around inside of there. So mm-hmm. 
So when they did the Empire droids, they moved the utility arms just a little bit so he mm. could have some room. Wow. <laughs> um, and then they, they changed the dome from uh, an aluminum dome, which, which was hard for him to turn, to uh, to a fiberglass dome that was a little bit lighter. And So that's that's, that's one reason But if you notice like when you see R2 in New Hope and then you see him in Empire and you're like, hey, I, I notice he looks a little different. Uh, the dome, like the, the the shininess of the dome, or or things like that. That's because uh, they they made a lighter droid for him to 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 move around in. Interesting. So, do you um, have information if people are wanting to get involved in R two Builders Club? Yeah, it's through the website astromech.net, and uh, and then now there's actually there is a BB eight club yet, which I'm sure you can still find through that, and it's starting off in much the same way. Like I said, there's Lots of screenshots. Um, people are using. They're 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 definitely noticing that. Uh, I mean, that was the first thing people picked up on was that the the, the I don't know if it's going to hurt anybody's feelings or anything, but the BB-8 who rolled out on the floor <laughs> is not the same one you see in the. <laughs> I know. I I <laughs> learned <film>. that. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I think they just finished it like the night before or something like that. Oh wow. Uh, or I mean, very. It was very close. I mean, they just got it working. Um and. Uh, so I'm sure, I'm sure everybody was sweating like crazy when they had to just like roll it out in front of hundreds of thousands of that people. That was pretty awesome, though. Yeah, yeah. It was like pure um, magic. <laughs> yeah, it totally was. Everybody, everybody's like, "How is the head doing that?" Yeah, yeah. It just yeah, it's very. It was, it was magic. Yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, do you want to tell people how they can find out more about R two in love or more about? How to connect with you online? Um, R two in love. Um, our, our one thing people are unaware of is is unless you've read the books, then you know uh, R two is spelled A R T O O, not R two. Right. Um, yeah, the books, everything's every all spelt out. So um, so we uh, acknowledge that in our movie, and so it's also A R T O O in love. Uh, you can just you can Google it, or it's just basically R two in love Takes you right to the right to our website and it's just some pictures and the equipment we used and and some some history some behind the scenes stuff so and me i'm just i'm mostly just on on twitter i don't i, I should say that the our bay area group does have a, a facebook page and it's and it and you can just, if you're in the bay area um it's just you can i usually find it just googling uh bay area r2 builders and mm-hmm. and that one is R2. Cool. Um, <laughs> and then I'm just on Twitter at, at GWMCK. Uh, I just, I wanted to keep it short. So. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. All right. So thanks again, Grant. It was awesome having you on the show. It's always nice to talk astromechs with fellow astromech enthusiasts. So be sure to keep us informed of any updates for sequels to R2 and Love, or, you know, just any other astromech updates in general. So before we finish this episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about the last episode, the Ada Lovelace one. Thank you so much for all the awesome feedback. It was really cool to do that episode and to be a part of Ada Lovelace Day. And I wanted to give a specific shout out to Oliver Gomez, So he listened to the Ada Lovelace episode and then he tweeted, Love the last podcast. I've heard the name before, but didn't know it was connected to computing or Babbage. Enjoyed it a lot. And then I responded to that and then he quoted that tweet and said, Drop what you're doing and get educated. Hashtag history hit. 
hashtag podcasting. So thank you, Oliver. That's what this podcast is all about. I love learning things and I love sharing. So to be able to combine those things, it's awesome. And to be able to tell people about Ada Lovelace and what an incredible woman she was, it is really, really something special to me. All right, so I also have another shout out. (laughs) Before this episode went live, I was teasing it on my Twitter account. So I got into a conversation with Gary O'Toole about droids, and he has christened me the queen of droids. (laughs) So I just wanted to give you a shout out there, Gary, and thank you for that awesome nickname. And I think that's what I'm going to go by from now on. And yeah, it just goes so perfect with this episode. (laughs) So thanks to everyone who's listen to the podcast. I really hope you are enjoying what you're hearing. And this is just the beginning. This is just episode three. And I just wanted to give you a little preview of what you can expect in the next couple months. So obviously, we're 50 days away from The Force Awakens. So there's going to be more Star Wars themed stuff. You can be sure of that. And there's also a Route 66 episode coming up. And there's the Cryonics episode, which should probably be about the end of November. I actually just yesterday toured the cryonics lab and it was really, really interesting. You guys are not going to want to miss that episode. Again, thank you for listening. And if you ever have any feedback or anything, especially good feedback, (laughs) you can email us at hello at nerdaparadise.net. You can just check out the website, nerdaparadise.net. Or you can follow us on Twitter The handle there is at N-O-F-P-P-O-D. And I really like Twitter, so that might possibly be the best way to get a hold of me if you have something to say about the podcast. All right, so since I've been ending each episode with a relevant quote, I'm going to go with one from Star Wars A New Hope that involves R2-D2. So Luke says, That little droid's going to cause me a lot of trouble. And C-3PO says, oh, he excels at that, sir. (laughs) So there you go. Astromechs, they can be a lot of trouble, but they are totally worth it. So that's going to do it for this episode. I'm your host, Kate. And until next time, embrace the weird.